And we're live. Well, hello. Thanks for giving me notice. I did. Yeah. I've packed your chair out here for you. You okay. should have known things could just start at any moment. Yeah, thank you. That's how I spice things up in this marriage. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the podcast from P-Town. I'm your co-host, and your host is with us, of course. And it looks like it could thunder here. Yeah, it's... it looks like, boy, I tell you what, if a fire starts right now, oh, ooh, wow. doggies. I know. That's going to... Uh... Fires have started everywhere. Oh, look, well, it's... Oh, why am I in Bend? Why does it say we're in Bend? Oh. Prineville's down to 99. It was 101 when I was in town. Look, light rain is expected to start in six minutes. If we're lucky. It was raining in Bend earlier. Yeah? Yeah. So. How about you uh, give all the listeners our personal address, too, while you're... You don't know, there could be an assassin out there waiting to come and get me. I think they know we're in Prineville. Maybe not. I looked at you in utter disbelief right now for a very long time. Which reminds me, we should, uh, sometime we should do a video podcast. Nope. That way everybody could see how you abuse me. It'd be out there in living color. Yep, yep, absolutely painful. Okay, so, uh, seeing as how we weren't here last week because we've had a lot of stuff going on, um, had to take a kid to college. Why don't you just give him his social security number, too? What? I didn't tell him what college we took Chester to, did I? Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, um, then we had to go back over for somebody's conference. Yep. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, don't go to big cities. There's lots of places don't open up until like 10 o'clock in the morning. It's crazy. On a weekday. By the way, mm-hmm. and you can see it on the weekends, but on a weekday, they need to open up at like seven when people are out doing stuff. Mm. Except for the homeless people that you walk by on the streets that yell. They weren't yelling at me, they were just yelling at the air, evidently. Because I walked right on by and they just kept on a yelling. Uh, we did um, miss the, uh, or the, that deal that was going up at, on up in Portland that I told you about. The naked bike riders? Yeah, the giant naked bike riders. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Really, really sorry on that one. Maybe we should try that down through the middle of our town. Yep, nope, not happening. Okay, so um, I'll catch you up really quick on the news from last week, because there wasn't much. Then we'll do the news from this week, and then we'll go to the deaths. Yay. Um, So last week... There And this actually, this came up as a news story again today when I was checking the news, actually. Thank you, news correspondent, for the news. But there's a Native American group that threatens to boycott the Washington the Washington commanders about their name change. And basically, there's a uh, Native American group that uh, wants the name changed back to the Redskins. And it's called the Native American Guardians Association. And they wanted the team to change back their name. Um... The group also pointed to uh, how other sports teams, including the Kansas City Chiefs and the Chicago Blackhawks, have kept their Native American thought, names. Oh, the Winter Hawks. That's Portland. Um, so, 
Yeah, but it came up in the news today that they're actually receiving quite a bit of support from other Native American groups and other people that are wanting them to continue with the boycott if the commanders don't change their name back. Good. They said that in a poll that they did, over 90% of the people that they polled were not um, in favor or did not feel uh, discriminated against by the, the name of the Redskins. So we'll see how that all um, pans out. Uh in news for that was the only news story from last week. Really? And there's actually only one from this week from our news correspondent, but I've got a couple I'd like to talk about too. Uh, a shareholder ends up suing Target over billions loss after pr- a Pride campaign backlash. Hmm. And uh, it's this person uh, filed a shareholder lawsuit against Target in federal federal court over its misleading statements to shareholders about monitoring political social risks resulting. And a $12 billion loss due to its recent promotion of queer transgender propaganda to children. Mm-hmm. Target's now infamous children and family themed LGBT pride marketing and sales campaign, which embroiled Target in the culture war and caused Target to experience the biggest stock decline in the company's history, costing investors billions. Wow. I got a couple things about that. Because this was brought up actually on another podcast. Right. And I'm not defending Target in any way, but you invested in the company. And just because you have stock in the company doesn't mean that you get to manage how that company runs unless you have enough stock to actually make a difference, right? If you become the major stockholder in the company, then yeah, maybe you could do something about it. But if you just own, you know, a couple hundred shares of stock or something like that. You know, I own quite a bit of stock in a lot of different companies. I don't, don't get to tell them how to invest it right. or how to do their stuff. But then on the other hand, a lot of companies are finding out that you go woke and you go broke. Like, so, so far we have Budweiser. Mm-hmm. And then we have Target has lost billions of dollars. Now Skittles. Skittles? Yeah, they uh, promoted some LGBTQ crap on their wrappers or something. And um, now... Uh, they say that like one dollar out of every purchase or something like that is going to go to some transgender group, and so now a bunch of people are boycotting Skittles. I had no idea. Yeah, I just heard about that yesterday. Wow. Okay. Well. The other thing that the other news story I was talking about or going to talk about is Donald Trump has now been indicted again. Um, this time it's in Georgia. Uh, for vote. Uh, for they're saying that they tried to overturn the voting or some deal like that. And, um, I mean, a lot of the stuff, a lot of the stuff that they come out with on these, uh, indictments and whatnot has, you know, they've got some pretty good evidence, but there has never been another president in history that has ever been indicted on criminal charges. And now they, uh, the news report, I was saying, um, Donald Trump has 91 pending charges against him oh, good in all these different indictments. Are they going to try and draw this out? Well, Donald Trump is saying that they shouldn't be able to hold any of the court hearings until after the 2024 election because but- <laughs> it is Sorry. not um, allowing him to do his campaign campaign effectively because of all the stuff that's getting tied up in these indictments and whatnot. I think that's what the 
point was. That I, yeah, I, I seriously that's think that's what the point is, is that, that even though, you know, I don't know that Donald Trump would be my first pick. Right. Just because I like what he did, but I don't know that he would do a very good job. It would just cause more division and whatnot. I'm going but, for Vivek. <sighs> what? Look him up. He sounds like he's a Allah Akbar guy. He's India, and he was born yeah. in Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah, but have you ever heard of baby tourism? It's where people from other countries, they uh, get pregnant, and then they come here to have their kids so that their kids are naturalized citizens of the United States. And then they raise them up in this mindset and train them to be foreign spies. Yeah, I don't think he's a foreign spy. Speaking of which, do you know why uh, Indian women Stop have that talking. dot on their forehead? Don't. Don't do this. It's no. If you no, when you no, marry him, you scratch no. it off and you see if you want a gas station or a mini market. Anyhow, moving right along. Uh, now I don't know if he. Stop popping uh, I mean, I like Pence. I think Pence may do a pretty good job. I don't know if they they do need somebody in there with a spine that's going to stand up to the Russians and the um, Chinese. The Chinese. That's why I'm voting for Vivek. Yeah. He won't stand up to the Indians. Probably have cattle roaming free around the Washington, D.C. Hey. Moving on to deaths. Um, so last week, we had William Friedkin, who was 87, and he was an American film director. He was in The French Connection, The Exorcist, uh, To Live and Die in L.A. Uh, he died of heart failure and pneumonia. Got him. Walter Charles was 78. He was an American actor. He played in Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber of Fleet Street, Fletch Lives, and Prancer. Uh, John Gosling. He was an English keyboardist from the Kinks. Uh, James Barnes was an American convicted murderer, and he was executed by lethal injection. See, that's what I think. If more people died because they did stupid crimes, maybe crime rates would go down. Speaking of which, there's a town in Minneapolis, in Minnesota that their whole police department resigned, and they have no applicants to fill the positions. Why? The police chief will resign his post on August 24th. Why? I think they are tired of the whole um, defund the police thing. Where's and they can't affect town? in Minnesota. Oh. That's where a bunch of that defund the police stuff has gone on. Well, that's a spooky thing. Yeah. Lawlessness there. Uh, Charles Hardy was an American competitive eater. He was 57. He died of cancer. Mohammed Shala Abdul Latif was 39. He was a Singaporean drug smuggler. Oops. He was executed by hanging. Oh, gosh. Mark Margolis was an American actor. He played in Breaking Bad. Uh, Mr. Shaka da Oh, he was Mr. Shika Dance in Ace Ventura. Mr. Shika Dance. Hmm. wonder who that was. I have no idea. Because we've watched Ace Ventura. And not real close. Uh, I'm going to have to watch it again now, I guess. Your long that's haul what, truck driving that's what, mode. That's what we can do, is we can sit and watch Ace Ventura together. Nope. Bonding. Nope. Um, and then Sherry Combs Johnson was 84, American Hall of Fame rodeo barrel racer. She died of complications from COPD. Mm-hmm. So that was last week's death. So now let's get on to this week. You know... I talk about all these things about bonding and stuff, and you're like, uh, nope, nope. The fans are going to get to thinking that you don't like me. I think they already know that you don't like me, so. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. You're the one that brought it up. 
Um, Alex Collins, he was 28. He was an American football player from the Seattle Seahawks, Baltimore Ravens, and Memphis Showboats. He died in a traffic collision. Oh. That's, How old was he? He was uh, 28. Oh, gosh. Um, Brad Thompson was an American guitarist. He was in the Tony Danza tap dance extravaganza. The hell is that? I'm assuming it has to do with tap dancing. Evidently. Uh, Alexander Viktorinko. Some people may actually remember his name because I think I talked about him in a previous podcast quite some time back. He was 76. He was a Russian cosmonaut. And he was one of the... Uh, in the Russian space program. And when I did my all my episodes on space stuff, I think I talked about him. Sean Dawkins was at a well, he was 52. He was an American football player with the Colts, the Saints and the Seahawks died. Doesn't say what he died of. Robbie Robertson, 80 years old, was a Canadian Hall of Fame musician uh, with the band and he was a songwriter with The Weight and he was a film composer for The Color of Money. And he died of prostate cancer. And that's all the deaths for this week. There was a lot of them. There's a lot of them. So, anything else you'd like to talk about before we move on into it? Nope. Nothing? Nothing. You sure? There's not anything? Yep. You positive? Yep. Why? Just wondering. Was I supposed to talk about uh, Well, something? I thought you would like to tell the fans how much you care in, about me. But looks like we're jumping to Tennessee. Looks like we are. So uh, this is obviously in the southeast. If you don't know that, maybe listen to a different podcast. Um, and unfortunately, this is a whole one, another state one. Um, it's uh, the state ones are pretty hard to cover, but it's the thirty-sixth largest state in size, and it's the fifteenth largest in population. And in 2020, the population was 6.9 million, which you get to thinking about it, that's not even the population of Los Angeles or New York. Oh, really? The entire state. Hmm. The same way with Oregon. Our population isn't even the population of, you could probably two or three times our population of the population of Los Angeles. Huh. Yeah. Well, I don't want to live in Los Angeles. Um... So it was 6.9 million in 2020, uh, which must have been the first half of the year, because that was the year they tried to get us to believe that we were all going to die from COVID. But look at us now. Our immune systems did hold out. So um, it became a state in 1796, and it was a 16th state. And so they were a state during the Civil War, but due to their location, uh, they were the last state to secede uh, for the Civil War. And they were actually the first state to be readmitted into the Union after the Civil War was over. And it seems like they had a, diff, a lot of different groups that were supporting different sides when the war kicked off. Um, and so that's kind of why it took them so long to secede. The state's name is a misspelling of a Cherokee town called Tonnessee. But the governor of South Carolina spelled it the current way. And that's how it got its name at the National Convention when it became a state. And the weather says it's raining outside. Right after I got done watering. I can see a couple little tiny sprinkles on the window, but nothing much. No, I think those are just dirty. Nothing to write home about. I think it's just dirty. Yeah, that could be too. But it'd be nice if it really did rain for the next hour like it says it's going to. Yeah, no kidding. 
Um, again, this place, it was inhabited by Indians for about 12,000 years. Uh, it also says that this was around the end of the last glacial period, and the area had a lot of mastodons. So hmm. it was mainly hunter-gatherers that went there. Mastodons. Um, it seems kind of far south for mastodons, if you ask me. But um, the place wasn't really in stored until around the 16th century when the Spaniards entered the area. And this is another place where they brought along their nasty diseases. And most of the Indians were wiped out of the place by the 18th century. Wow. Uh, yeah, a lot of Indian tribes ended up getting wiped out when right. the when the Europeans came over because they brought over smallpox and all their, all their diseases. different diseases that they'd never been exposed to. Uh, this, Like I said, this was a pretty big site during the Civil War. It seems there's quite a bit of action in Tennessee. Um, there was quite a few different pretty big battles uh, going on there. But uh, they continued to grow after this. Um, there's a lot of rabbit holes I could go down on this but because we are covering a whole state but i'm not going to so i just kind of glance over it but it seems like after the war they kind of held on to their racist ideals well into the 20th century and they didn't stop segregation until the law was passed in 1954 uh so that they held on to it pretty long they were actually uh had the world's fair there in 1982 and the fair attracted a little over 11 million people um so that kind of boosted their economy up in 2021, the gross uh, state product was actually 4.18 billion. So, wow. yeah, their uh, their economy really is held up pretty well. The one thing about it, though, is that they have such a strong economy, but the median household income is around 54,000 a year. Oh, good grief! And it says 13.7 percent of the population lives below the poverty line. Well, I can see why. Um. The good thing, though, for them is that our tax rate there is ranked in the top five as the lowest tax, rate, tax burden on its population. Um, the average price of gas is only $3.10, which is over a dollar less than what we pay. Yeah, we're paying four seventy nine right now. It says the cost of living here is 10% lower than the national average. As compared to Oregon, there are only six states and Washington, D.C. that are more expensive to live in. So we rank at number 44 highest, or number 6 highest, or whatever, in uh, most expensive states to live in. Well, what's the number one expensive state to live in? Probably California, I would uh, think. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, they have a pretty big agricultural section, section in the state. Uh, they also have a large automotive industry, and like pretty much every place else, they have a large healthcare industry. Uh, which every, I, every place has a large uh, healthcare industry in it. Anymore. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to travel there, tourism is a pretty big sector of, of their economy. First, you've got all the music stuff going on. Uh, they also have the Great Smoky Mountains mm -hmm. there, Smoky Mountain National Park. There's Dollywood. Mm -hmm. uh, and for sports fans, they have the Tennessee Titans the Nashville Predators, the Memphis Grizzlies, and the Nashville SC for soccer. So there's a lot of sports to go watch. And then there's no shortage of people from the state. Uh, obviously, you have all these country music singers. But first of all, let's. Um, there's two gun makers that are from here. Ronnie Barrett hmm. is from here, and John Browning are both uh, from there. Uh, Johnny Knoxville from Jackass. 
Megan Fox, who's married to Machine Gun Kelly, or, well, I think they're getting split up or something. Morgan Freeman is from there. Randall Cobb and Dante Harris and Willie Galt are all from this state. The next place that we're going to talk about is Chicopee. In the song, it says Tennessee to Chicopee. And all I could find was Chicopee, and it appears to be a town in Massachusetts. And it's the second largest town in western Massachusetts with a population of around 55,000. Hmm. Uh, this place is kind of a conglomeration. It's a city that was built around a bunch of smaller mill communities. And then they all got incorporated into this one place. And this place, it was settled all the way back in 1640. So uh, they were obviously around during the Revolutionary War. And it went through three levels of incorporation. It was first incorporated as a parish in 1751. And then in 1848, it was incorporated as a town. And then in 1890, it was incorporated into a city, which I think um, is kind of a matter of semantics. Google says the really only difference between a town and a city is that the city has a higher geographical area and a higher population. Hmm. Um, but there doesn't seem to be, you know, like any magic number. So I guess it's just whatever you... Deem uh, is... Yeah, Deem is whatever that number is. Right. <laughs> um, the place, it's also known as the Crossroads of New England. They've got a, quite a few major highways that go through here. There's I-90, I-91, I-291, and I-391. And then the state routes of 33, 116, and 141. Huh. So, that's pretty interesting. Oh. okay. Yeah. And did you know... The only one of those I-90, I-91, I-90 roads uh, travels east to west. And I knew that without even having to look it up. I-90. Yeah. Because when they created the Interstate uh, Highway Commission or whatever, all the roads that go east and west are even numbers of the interstate highways. And all the interstate highways that go north to south are odd odd numbers. numbers. You think about like I-5. Right. I-84. Right. I-10 going out of uh, San Diego or whatever it is, out into the desert out there. Yeah. Hmm. See? That's pretty smart. Stick with me. I'll learn you a thing or two. Yeah. Uh, So, originally, like everything else, it was inhabited by Indians. Uh, But the first area um, village that was settled here was purchased from the Indians. It wasn't taken from them. So, um, they... that's big. Yeah, they gave it up. But they kind of went on through history, and they started, uh, or they ended up growing pretty quickly. They ended up building a sawmill here, and then they built an iron foundry. It's raining. Which, uh, the iron foundry really started to bolster the place. And then in the early 1800s, they had a pretty big textile mill here. And during all this, uh, they were still technically a part of Springfield, Massachusetts. But, um, different political factions started going on, and Chicopee broke off from Springfield, and they became their own place. And then they went on um, with a bunch of different industries uh, to settle here. The Ames Manufacturing Company was here, which they made machinery and bronze canyon, bronze cannons. Cannons. Yeah. Uh, it also says that the Ames Company was m- responsible for making more swords than any other American company up to that time. Hmm. So, kind of interesting. Uh, the Stevens Arms Company was here making guns. Uh, there were a couple of different bicycle factories, uh, which I think that was planned, because then the Stevens guys could test out their weapons on moving targets. It's pretty smart. Uh, yeah. 
Neither. guy riding by on the bicycle, and then they could whack him. Nah, I don't agree with that. Um, let me see here. As time has gone on, uh, it's been a place for kind of a center for uh, industry. It's mainly small businesses. Uh, the biggest company I saw uh, is actually Callaway Golf Company, mm-hmm. and they're still there. Wow. They make about 5 million golf balls a year. Oh, my gosh. At that at that factory. That's pretty interesting. So you're learning all sorts of new little tidbits yeah. of information. Yep. You're gonna, the next dinner party we host, you're going to be the life of the party just spewing out information all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there aren't any professional teams here, and it isn't a huge tourist town. Uh, the top hit I saw on things to do uh, is the Polish Center for Discovery and Learning. The Polish Center. It's kind of an oxymoron. No. The Polish Center for Discovering and Learning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as for notable notable people from here, there's not a ton of them. Uh, Nathan Peabody Ames, obviously, who started the manufacturing company. Uh, there's a couple small-name baseball players and some authors. Uh, the brothers who first built the, or who built the first U.S. automobile are from here. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, there's not a whole lot uh, well, going on with that. And now we're going to get into some places that we uh going to blow through pretty quick. Because they're not, these aren't really towns, they're just places. Um, the first one is, <clears throat> that's in the song, is Spirit Lake in Washington. Hmm. You know what that is? A lake? You know in Washington. why it's important? I have no idea. Actually, this is weird, thinking about it. Because spirit, the, so this song was, I think, written, I need to find out exactly when the song was written, but they talk about Spirit Lake. Well, Spirit Lake became famous, and it was a pretty big tourist area, uh, until Mount St. Helens blew up. Well, Mount St. Helens didn't blow up until 1980. So they talk about this place before Mount St. Helens actually blew up. Okay. It's kind of interesting. Oh. Um... It's not as big of a deal as it used to be. Uh, back in the day, there were a bunch of different camps that were there. They had camps for Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts and the uh, YMCA. Uh, so you can imagine the amount of counseling business this place has produced over the years. Uh, once Mount St. Helens blew, though, the ash and everything pushed the lake back from its original spot. And it says there was 430 cubic meters of debris that was sent here. The, the eruption blocked the original outlet of the lake, and they had to drill a tunnel through to allow the water to flow out. And if they hadn't, the water would have re- breached the dam that the eruption had created and caused the flooding to the valley below. Um, but looking at the pictures, now it's just a pretty big uh, picture taking place. The next place we're talking about is a little town in Colorado, and it's called Grand Lake, and only has a population of 410. But um, this place is a great place to go and get high. Well, the elevation is 8,369 feet, so get your mind out of the gutter. Uh, the place was originally an outfitting and mining supply depot for the various mines in the area. Um, the only real interesting thing I found <clears throat> is about this place is that there was a guy who lived here, and he had around 300 acres of land, and he owned a couple of mines in the area. And he was known as the Hermit of Grand Lake. And they also said that he would loan money to the locals, and it was rumored that he had around $500,000 in cash stashed around his place. Hmm. And people in town hadn't heard from him a bit, so they made a trip out there to 
uh, investigate, and they found his place ransacked, and he was nowhere to be found. So the sheriff investigated and didn't find any leads, and it kind of ended up becoming national news. And his sister and her husband in California heard about it, and so they traveled there. And they end up finding two guys who admitted to killing him. And they hang, uh, They said that they had hanged him over a fencing dispute. And they led the people to where his body was still hanging in a tree. Oh, gosh. And the two guys that hanged him were hung themselves in 1928. I think your song was written in 1962. Yeah, see? It has 131 versions that exist. Yeah, I know. There's a bunch of them. We could dig into other versions of this song and talk about different places. But I don't know if I'm going to go through a whole song again. Yeah. I get kind of bored of researching the same thing over and over and over again. I got you. Because I remember how much you liked talking about the aliens and stuff <sighs> and how you got into that so much. Nope. You started reading books on aliens nope. and stuff like that. Nope. Yeah. Um, also, this place in Colorado was the area of what was called the East Troublesome Fire. Troublesome. Uh, which became the most expensive fire in Colorado history. Wow. Yeah. If you're going to travel to this place, uh, all they have is a theater where they put on outdoor productions. Um, but they do have a couple of notable people from here. Tim Allen um, is from here. And Marv Hebeyer is from here. And he was the guy who created the Killdozer. What's that? You don't remember that? No. That guy in that town in Colorado who took and uh, took all that iron and welded it up around his oh, bulldozer, yes, and yes, he started yes. bulldozing it through town. Yeah, I remember now. And the town was the town sheriff was going to call in the um, the Air Force or something with like F-15s to shoot it because they didn't know how to stop it. Right. And then the stupid guy ran the thing into a building that had a basement, and part of his tracks fell in, and he got high centered in there, so he shot himself. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, I remember. Yeah. And then Fred Selick, the hermit guy uh, that we talked about, he's from here too. The next place is, um, there's a lot of places that are named Devil's Lake. So uh, I'm going to go to with the one that is actually in the Deschutes National Forest. Oh, wow. There's a Devil's Lake right outside of our area here. Uh, this is a small lake about 30 miles south of Bend. Um, there's actually one in Wisconsin that seems to be pretty popular, but even the YouTube video of all the places in the song uh, looks like it's they're filming at the one near Bend. It's only 23 acres, so motorized boats are prohibited. Um, it's also stocked with nice ram rainbow trout, so you can fish from the shore or go out in a canoe or a raft or something like that and fish. Um, by the end of the summer, it's a pretty nice place to swim in because it's not very big, so the water warms up. And um, there's also a trailhead from here, so you can go out for a scenic hike if you would like to do that. There's a, a lot of these high lakes out in the Cascades. There's um, trails that go between them that you can hike to the different lakes and whatnot. And then the final spot on this episode is Crater Lake. And this is actually a national park that's in South Central Oregon, another one here. Um, I've actually been to this one. Uh, and the... What are you doing? Uh, she left her windows down, so the squirrel's out of the cage. Uh, this one, we could do an episode about the geological formation that was uh, what created this lake the and the caldera uh, from Mount Mazama, which was the original mountain that exploded here. Um, it was only about 7,700 years ago that this lake was created by the uh, volcano. And the lake is known for how blue it is and just the scenery of the place. 
are you done disturbing the podcast? Uh, sorry, it's raining and my windows were down. It's not raining that hard. Um, but the inside of my car was all wet. And yes, it is. And there were two lightning strikes out in Powell Butte. There's two fires. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. There's smoke and they're on it. They're, the fire department. Could you see the smoke outside? Uh, you can't hardly see anything out there right now. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Anyhow. Sorry um, for interrupting the podcast. I wanted my car to stay dry. So you're saying your car is more important than our listeners? Uh, at this point in time, yes. It took me two seconds. Nobody would have known anything different if you would have just been quiet. They could hear the door opening and shutting. You could have said it was the dogs. Like the dogs don't know how to open and shut doors. Shame. Yeah. That's what I got to say about that. Um, so anyhow, uh, Crater Lake, it's the deepest lake in the United States. It's also pretty big. It's, uh, five miles by six miles. Doesn't really seem that big when you stand there at the edge of it looking. Crater Lake? Yeah. Five miles by six miles. Yeah. It doesn't seem that big. We should probably take a trip down there this weekend to check it out. Yeah. What's that all about? I've asked to go to Crater Lake multiple times. We were going to go that one time, but Uh it was raining so blasted hard. That uh, it would have been no fun hiking around and maybe the inside of your car would have gotten wet. Two years ago. It's been two years. It won't be two years until this coming September. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> even though the lake's pretty good side size, there's not any boats that are allowed in there. And the only boat is the one that takes you out to Wizard Island, which the island was actually created from subsequent eruptions. Um, and Mount Mazama was originally part of the Cascade Range, and there's a possibility that it could explode again. Mm, good point. And shame. that's pretty much the end of the podcast for I today. Said good point, and you shame me for that? Shame. Anyhow, um, I will be bidding farewell to our listeners tonight. Why? Because of that. Because of what? Well, you'll be. You can, we bid farewell every night we do the podcast. No, farewell, goodbye, like, good luck, see you later. You're not going to go rogue and start your own podcast. I'm not going to listen to that. You aren't going to do that. You love the podcast and you love the listeners. Listeners, would you please email your little friend and let him know whether you A, like the shaming that he does to me, or B, he does that you don't like the shaming. And no, news correspondent, you don't get to vote. What about the long haul truck driver? I think he can vote. I think he would be fair. What about our friend in Texas? I absolutely know that they will be fair. What about the person that's a firefighter? I think they will be fair. And the one that lives over that direction as well, your cousin, I think they will be fair. Her vote doesn't count. Oh, yes, it does. No. Absolutely. She falls asleep listening to the podcast. And that should tell you something. That it's... Maybe Binkertel was right. Maybe it is a boring podcast and we should just quit. Maybe Don't we're shame me. we're both going to bid farewell forever together. Don't shame me. So, anyhow, um, maybe we will end up seeing you guys next week. Maybe we won't. Depends on how... If I make it through this week alive. I... Like I said, I went to the doctor and received some poor news. You did not. You went for a physical and he told you to get a colonoscopy. I know. At your age. I know. 
Yeah, that's not horrible. Now. But if I would have went 10 years ago, it wouldn't have been at my age. They keep reducing the age down. Or you just keep getting older and they keep telling you, you need to get this done. Yeah, I don't know about that. Anywho. Anyhow, we've rambled on long enough. Hope you guys have a good week. and uh, Be safe in this heat. We only got a couple more days of it. Yeah, make sure that you have your heat illness plans in place because it's required by OSHA. And make sure that you inspect your ladders before you use them. So that you don't fall. The number one cause of accidents on a job site are from six-foot ladders. And have a good week. We will see you guys on the next one. Be safe.